So this is directly from our guest today. According to her, she loves, and I quote, engaging crowds in person or online and working one-on-one to generate revenue and create long-lasting relationships built on trust and loyalty, unquote. That is such a cool sentence together, and we use it all the time. Today, we're really going to focus on it. On the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, we talk about this all the time, the difference between focusing on the noise, which is live and local. I've got nothing against live and local, but the real truth is that being relational is the real power of local radio and local radio personalities. So we kind of can't wait to get into it with today's guest. This sounds like exactly the kind of individual we'd like to talk to on our podcast. And if that's what you're thinking, you're absolutely right. Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, or almost anywhere you get your podcast. By the way, you can always find our individual episodes as well on RainmakerPathway.com. Just look for it in the free blog section. Our goal remains the same. Encourage radio pros at all levels. If you are a regular listener of this podcast, you know that we have a fresh weekly episode featuring a radio pro active in our business right now. And we do this every Sunday. So we launch a new episode. Boom, boom, boom. This isn't about the past. It's not about talking about what radio used to be years ago. We're all about discovering what's working today. now to enjoy our podcast you really only have to be interested in others and be open to encouragement advice connections tools to get ahead and ways to make your radio career more profitable and successful each week we have an opportunity for you to see a snapshot of an individual in our business it also allows us really to see radio from a different perspective, a different career arc than maybe yours or mine, and to hear how they're embracing radio right now. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works, RPC. Everyone in the radio business knows that every single programming consultant in our business focuses, of course, on music, talent coaching, marketing, and those programming elements that improve local radio brands, except one consultant. The one exception, oh yeah, they work on music, talent, coaching, marketing, all those programming elements known to improve local radio brands, but we also help local radio owners and managers leverage those improvements for more sales, bigger revenue growth. In addition to on-air talent coaching, we also help local owners and managers with the talent they really worry about, their sales team. Even our name means Pathway to Money, Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. When we go to work with local radio clients and they follow our collaborative process, which is really all about them, their revenue and their profit margin rises. Ideas are the new technology. Where do your ideas come from? Do you have enough ideas to intrigue the clients you really want in 2024? Are your local radio stations really programmed? updated and positioned correctly to collect the most revenue in your local market. You need better sales recruitment strategy. We can help you schedule a meetup now. It's easy. First consultation is free and confidential. F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We are less than one minute from welcoming Nikki Ambrosio. And listen, she does weekdays 10 to 2 
on easy 93.1 in Miami. It's going to be so much fun talking to her. I've already talked to her about, oh, do you really like Miami? She is thrilled about Miami. She loves it, loves the beach. We're going to kind of get into it. A big thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. And thanks to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. By the way, see what you, your sales manager, your individual sellers, programmers, personalities can get for free from our website regularly in our free blog section, where you find all right at a thousand articles of encouragement. And there are more every week coming, okay, including our encouraging sales success series and our more than live and local series. Now, let's turn directly to our guest, Nikki. Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Oh, we're pretty thrilled to have you, especially you've got this new role. and We can't wait to talk about it, but we don't ever start there. We always start somewhere else. Listen, you spent a lot of time in Chicago and Chicago mm -hmm. radio, but before Chicago, are you really from Massachusetts? Can you tell us about growing up there? Um, well, I left my R's there. Um, uh -huh. uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the accent there is pretty hilarious if you if you know people from Boston. And I remember growing up and watching TV and thinking, why do they not talk like we do? <laughs> What's wrong um, with those people, right? <laughs> um, but growing up in Massachusetts was great. Uh, I lived in a suburb of Boston um, and I listened to the radio. I love music. I wanted to be a singer when I was a kid, but then I decided eh, that's a little bit too much. So yeah. I'm going to play the music instead. And that's exactly what I did. So, nice. um, so when I was, yes, oh, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, when I was 13, I um, started following um, a radio DJ um, and I was just well, showing let's up. Let's don't get too far ahead because I am going to ask about that. Okay. But I, let's do before radio, before we get started. Okay. Can yep. you think back to a time before you were in the radio business? And I want to ask you about your first experience as a radio listener that you remember. What was that like for you hearing the radio? Um, funny. I had a girl down the street that now I was middle school, probably at this time, Uh, girl down the street. Her name was Rachel. And she, we did carpooling and we were listening to something. And I was like, what are we listening to? And she's like, oh, we only listen to the morning zoo. And, and I was like, oh, what's the morning zoo? <laughs> and so, uh, I got obsessed with the morning zoo. <laughs> And that was on uh, what is now Jam and 94.5. It was Z94 back then. So and you, um, that was like a hip, cool thing then. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, she, you know, she's like, oh, we only listen to WZOU. We only listen to this, the morning zoo. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I want to be cool. I want to listen to the zoo. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's really how it started. I started listening. I started um, understanding what it was all about, um, you know, the morning show stuff. And then, you know, it was playing all the music I liked, but I was always around music. My parents had record players and eight tracks and um, cassette tapes. You know, they always had music playing and they had it playing in the car, not always just on the radio, but uh, eight tracks and cassettes as well. So always having music. Everybody doesn't go back to the fabulous eight tracks, but woo, who came up with that uh -huh. idea, right? 
So listen, you attended Dean College. Now, your studies were in communications and media studies. Did you want to go right to the media? Was it radio, television? What attracted you the most? Um, well, I've actually been on the radio since I was 15. Um, okay. And when I, when I was 13 is when I became absolutely obsessed with it. I was like, oh, I want to be on the radio. This is what I'm going to do. So I started learning from um, this um, lady. Karen Blake is her name. She's still on the radio in Boston. She's awesome. She is an icon. Um, she's on magic. Um, oh, yes. And I, I was following her. So I was showing up at her remote. I was just watching what she was doing. One day I skipped school. I showed up at the radio station and um, she invited me up and she showed me around and um, she took me into the production studio and she had a Pizza Hut spot that she had to read. She's like, here, read this into the microphone with the headphones. She gave me a cassette of it. And I, I swear I have that cassette today. <laughs> That's so great. And that was yeah, um, that was amazing. That was like my first wow experience with radio. So interesting. So who who first hired you in radio? Um, so I lived near UMass and mm-hmm. I forget how I found out, but for the summer, the radio station was looking for people to take up shifts um, because, you know, all the kids go home. So. Yeah. I signed up and nobody asked any questions that I, I was in high school. My dad literally had to drop me off and pick me up. <laughs> um, and so I was started off um, on the college radio station. Um, and then um, when I went to Dean College, I graduate. I graduated high school when I was 17. As soon as I got to Dean College, um, like, I mean, I knew this was what I was going to do forever. There was no question. Mm. Um but when I got to Dean College, I um, there was a professor there that was um, on the radio. So I got to intern. And then just a few months later, I got hired to do overnights at Kix 106 in Providence. Oh, yeah. At age seven, 17 years old. 17 year old. Wow. And listen, we're going to pick up your story right now, not with radio. But something that sort of fascinates me because it leans into some of your really interesting, diverse skills. Okay. We're going to talk about being a bar and nightclub promoter. Now, look, uh, we will know all about this. You're in Chicago at this time that I'm talking about right now. What can you tell us about how this work started for you, how you got involved in really promotions? And what you learned from it in Chicago, because you did this for over 10 years, Nikki. Right. I did not do it full time. I did it sporadically for over 10 years. Um, And so I was always out in the clubs, whether I was working a nightclub gig or a bar job, um, or if I was just hanging out with my friends, I'm definitely a nightclub person. Um, And so, you, you know, you meet a lot of people, you make friends, and um, one thing led to another. I think the first event I did was called Girl Bar, and um, it was oh. a, a friend of mine was doing a thing called Girl Bar. It was a, a lesbian event um, at a huge nightclub in Boys Town, Chicago. So she um, first she had me, like, hosting and doing some things, and then, um, you know, just hanging out with all the people that work in the bar behind the scenes, the nightclub owners, 
Um, you l really learn how everything works. Um, so she needed someone to take over a couple events while she was not able to do them. Um, so that's what I did. And um, that was it's, my it's, that's kind of like getting in on the ground floor with some people, right? Yeah. Yeah. All um, right. So, so I got to know if you moved to Chicago for B96 or, I mean, I see that along comes B96. Can you tell us how you started working with them and what that turned into? Because you did that for over 11 years. Um, about 10 years, about 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Um, so after I graduated from college, I moved um, a little bit for work for radio. And I was in Las Vegas for uh, seven um, years. I worked at the, the mix in Las Vegas for four years. Okay. And they turned on a top 40 station across the street. It was, um, I want to say clear channel at the time, which is now mm -hmm. iHeart, And it right. was called kiss. FM. And so I went over there and, um, then I heart started doing all their voice tracking and one thing led to another. Um, I wound up being, I got hired for middays and music. I wound up being middays music. Um, also morning show co-host doing all these nightclub gigs. <laughs> it was, uh -huh. it was crazy. It was crazy. It was a lot. Um, so after that, I went from kiss FM there, same company, kiss FM, Chicago, when that first started, when it first turned on for kiss FM. Um, he must've really liked you bringing to Chicago, right? Yeah. It was Drex in the morning. It was that era um, mm -hmm. when he started. And um, I was there for four years um, after like the three and a half year mark. They let my boss go. Then they brought in another guy. They let him go a few months later. Then they brought in another guy. It was it was crazy. I heart business. You know, that's mm -hmm. how they. So then everybody got rotated out. I got rotated out. Um, so I got let go. But they still let me come into the building and do voice tracking because I was voice tracking Y100 Miami. I was voice tracking for Rochester and a couple other stations. Mm. So they were nice enough to, even though they weren't letting me go, uh, you know, they let me go from the Chicago job. They still let me come into their studios and do their voice tracking. So I've never really had like a, an actual break <laughs> from uh, full-time radio. Like, you know, you know let's talk about that for a minute, because when people do things that are kind, I mean, look, we, we all know that we live in this consolidated era and radio companies have big debt and stuff happens because, you know, they're accountants and they're shuffling the, you know, they're shuffling all the players and trying to figure out, well, how do we save 80 quadrillion dollars? Hmm. You know, <laughs> so we all kind of face moments like this, or a lot of people do in our business. Uh, is there anybody that you would like to say thank you to? personally like right now because man there had to be some good people to make that decision to let you come in and do things um gillette he's he let me come in and still do that his nice. name is gillette yeah. I, nice. I don't know if tell you with him but he's a um, pretty cool guy um so i got i i knew i was not ready to leave chicago though so mm -hmm. i got to go across the street to the urban station power 92 for about a year and a half and I did middays there. And I kind of was, I knew I was sitting, waiting for something to pop at B96. Totally mm -hmm. knew it. Totally knew that that was my, what I wanted to do, where I needed to go. 
Um, and that's exactly what I did. I just sat over at Power 92 and, you know, things happened. And, things popped up. And off. one day, pop, there you are. And who hired, <laughs> who hired you at B96? Uh, Eric Bradley and Todd Cavanaugh. There you go. All right. They so, are. look, doing radio in Chicago, do you think this made you more likely to learn social media influence early on? Or was it something that you, that, you know, was always in you? Um, something that, so when all the social media stuff started, I am not like, I've always like, I've gone and done TV things and done this and that, but I, I'm mm -hmm. not like super comfortable on TV on camera. Now I, I really don't care as much, but it's, you know, I'm a girl, it's different. You got to get your makeup on. You got to do this. You got to mm -hmm. do that. And I don't like to put on makeup every day sometimes. And I, you know. Um, so it was never like for me to go in front of the camera and do that kind of stuff was always kind of like, okay, um, for me making the videos and making the stuff, that's the fun part for me. Um, and that's where I got into, um, video making and graphics and stuff like that. Well, and you've got to believe I'm going to ask about some of that stuff coming up. We're not quite ready for that, but I will tell you, it is fascinating to me that you find yourself kind of behind like a movie director almost you know uh and and it's such a great skill for people to invest in if you're on air you know and you bring up something really interesting about you know i'm sure that a lot of women don't want to put on makeup every day and they don't want to do all that stuff you know but over time you learn that people really um respond to imperfection they respond to vulnerability in social media just like they do on air right that is correct yeah absolutely okay so here you were this long time you know you're in chicago you're long time residents long time on air you're clearly a boss because you you wait for that job at b96 and pop there it is and so you nailed that down you're on the air there for a long time lots of relationships what happened did you get tired of the snow did you because look you suddenly I, I see that you end up at public radio in south florida who hired you there how did that develop okay first of all i have to say that todd kavanaugh and eric bradley are absolutely top tier you cannot get mm -hmm. a better team in programming than them they are amazing um and they work so well together for so long too for like 30 years um so um i was doing middays for 10 years and that's about the lifespan of middays there honestly roxanne before me um did middays for 10 years and did you um, kind of know that was it like a was it like a ticking kind of like tick, tick tick okay this is getting to be that time um if i could be really honest um i was in my mid-40s at that time and I really was kind of over top 40 the whole <laughs> vibe of uh like it's, it's just not me as a person right you know what i mean just not me as a person anymore so i was like you know uh, i was i knew that i would probably get it last i remember when i got hired i said i want this for a good 10 years i said it to myself and it lasted cool. for 10 years yeah, um yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but towards the end, I was like, I was just not into the whole thing, the, the whole <sighs> top 40 thing. Um, just like the lifestyle, you know, mm-hmm. I don't really care much about celebrity gossip and that kind of stuff anymore. And with that lifestyle, you absolutely have to absolutely yeah. got to be on top of all of that stuff. Um, and I'm just, I'm just in another place in my life. So, but I was kind of faking it for a while. So I'll never forget. Um, I'm going to give you a story real quick. Um, Please. It was the day after, the day after I got let go, I go to see my hairdresser, Patricia. She uh, works on Michigan Avenue in Chicago. And I'm telling her, you know, everything. I'm like, go ahead, cut six inches. Cut my hair. Oh. <laughs> uh, for a change. Yeah. She's like, cut it, straightened it. Um, and from that day forward, I straightened my hair and it was a lot shorter too. Uh, it's still long, but. Um, and then when I left her salon, I walked out onto the sidewalk and every single step I took, I felt like I was shedding something. It was like these weights were coming off of me. It was surreal. It was like this. I was being, it was like I had all this stuff on me and it was just yeah. coming off. And by the time I got home, I it was like, I knew what was going on and I knew why it was happening because I, you know, I'm just going into this next step in my life, this next place in my life. I don't know where it's going to be. I know I'm going to be okay. Cause I always am universe always has my back. <laughs> um, so um, it was just the most surreal experience. It was, and it was completely for me. It was not, had nothing to do with anybody else. So it was just a and very how, interesting. Experience. And um and how did Hubbard enter the picture and and such a change to South Florida? It sounds like you made this transformation and you felt you almost felt it coming. Yes. Yes. Well, I always wanted to move to the beach. Um, but um about a week after B96, um, I started working at the mix across the street, literally across oh. the hallway, really. <laughs> okay. Um and doing nights. I was filling in nights while they were looking for a night DJ. So, um, and you know, the mix is, is more old, it's older demo. So Mm -hmm. I was happy with that. I was happy with, I was like, yes, this is more the direction I'm going. Um, but I kind of felt like I was, um, ready to leave Chicago. I felt like I was ready to leave. And, um, I'm like, it's now or never, I got to get to my beach. So I waited, I waited and, um, something within Hubbard at the beach, there it was, I was ready. Let's go. And it was just like, boom, boom, boom. It happened. And who hired you? Um, Leo Baldwin. Super okay. cool guy. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to work with him for a long time because he got let go a couple months later. And then, then, you know, new people come in and they maybe don't like you or don't, you know, want their own people. Yeah. But I had a three-year contract and I lived out the three-year contract. Excellent. Well, listen, I, I feel like you're not an average on-air talent. Let me give you a couple of reasons. One, you started doing like the, you know, we hear about you early on and how you had those experiences with radio. And then later we hear that kind of like a side hustle, you start doing these bar promotions and this kind of stuff, which is influence. Okay. And so I feel like, you know, you add that in and then you add in that you like to be behind the camera and you really like to do video. And it's so interesting 
I wonder if you could walk us through kind of your passion for influence uh, and social purely as it relates to radio. So when I was at um, the West Palm Beach radio station, the Hubbard radio station, Mm -hmm. um, they had a morning show called KVJ show. They still do. They're awesome. Um, And um, I got to, I love, I was doing, we were doing a contest. I'm like, Hey, can you guys meet me? I want to film you guys doing this, blah, 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 blah. Because it was kind of based off them. KVJ is giving away $5,000 a day or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so I did, I filmed them doing a bunch of different scenes, doing a bunch of different things. And I, you know, got to put all that stuff together. And so here's me behind the scenes. It has nothing to do with me on the video, but it's for the radio station. And that, that was like, oh, I loved doing that so much. I loved getting the pieces, filming it, um, creating it from start to finish idea, idea all the way through here's here's the final piece um and so like i said before like behind the scenes i really like doing that kind of thing and um now i i I do the same thing like when i go to events Uh um, you know i i I do the social media um sometimes i um okay so backtrack a little bit i really started getting into it when I was at the mix in Chicago. Um, So I knew there was this like creative hole in me. Didn't know what it was for years. I felt it something. Mm -hmm. There's something else. I don't know. What am I? Should should I be painting? Should I be doing something? Uh, And then one day when I was at the mix, it just clicked. Um, It was like graphics. And, you know, then I, you know, got into like Adobe and like uh, over and like uh, get even like Canva type stuff. Yeah, did you um, feel and, like you had a skill for these things that you really took to it? Yes. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, so I was learning a lot of that. That's where that really launched is when I was at that mix for those couple mm-hmm. months. Um, and then I brought it here and I, you know, really got into it here. I had a lot to learn. I never went to school for graphic arts or anything like that. Um, it right. was just like learn by trial and error, learn by people showing me, learn by people saying, no, that doesn't look good and try it again you know just learning by doing okay so i think man you you know you almost really have to talk to you in terms of social media through your love of video and graphics uh so i'm going to ask facebook tiktok uh x instagram what is your platform of choice what do you like i don't do x haven't done that in years uh i was into TikTok for a really long time for for quite a few years um mm-hmm. but then one day i just i didn't have time anymore honestly i would do, i would do uh skits like um get dressed up and do skits do funny skits and stuff like that um and it was a blast i had the time to do it i just really don't have the time to do it anymore well um, it's interesting that you say if that I did, I because, would. yeah um, i mean look this is what i think a lot of people may not know about you starting in t- 2013 you began doing voice tracking for others this looks like it's freelance i i want to know if you've always believed in the side hustle um yeah so i had someone say it to me like this before the f you money (laughs) yeah just in case just in case you got something else going on (laughs) very important yes um so 
um, the side hustle. So the voice tracking started with my friend Jason Kidd. Um, he um, started doing, um, uh, excuse me, it's called, uh, why, why am I drawing a blank right now? Uh, Smash Hits, and um, he does uh, video uh, voice tracking through there. So in 2013, um, him and I worked together ages ago. So we knew each other since we were like 20. Um, so he called me when I was working at B96. He's like, hey, this is what I'm starting up this business. It was total startup for him. And it's blown up. Um, I'm so proud of him for that. Um, but uh, he, you know, was like, he is explaining to me how it's going to work. I'm going to, you know, get my little setup at home. I'm going to voice track from my closet because it's padded. Uh, and, um, I basically just lay down, they send me the logs. I lay down the tracks, boom, mm -hmm. done. Not that I have to tap into a system, um, where you would do that, like at Odyssey or iHeart, you know, you tap right. into the radio station. It's not like that. I just, um, they send me the logs. I send them the tracks, boom, done. Easy. Nice. And, um, the thing about that is. Um, having a relationship with the program director or the morning show or somebody at the radio station. So I did 95.1 WAYV in Atlantic City. Uh, that was mm -hmm. the first one I did. And unfortunately, they just got bought by iHeart a couple months ago. So I'm not there anymore. But that was um, a good 10 years that I was there doing doing middays voice track. Um, and I had a good relationship with the uh, the morning show people. We would text all the time. You know, they would tell me anything that was going on. Uh, I would ask some questions, you know, they're just, uh, it's just good to have a, a point person at the radio station that you can always talk to or text. Well, it's um, so good to be tapped into that relationship with your audience and know what's happening with them. Exactly. I, I sense it's always that way with you relationship, relationship, relationship. You know, earlier I said that you're not like a lot of air talent. I really kind of meant that you, you really invested your time and energy in learning other ways to influence that are beyond on air. I wonder if you tell us about Spitfire content. What in the world is that? <laughs> so when I started doing, um, when I started getting voiceover, I realized, you know, and then when I started buying Adobe and I started buying all these things. And then I went to like an Adobe class and I went to, mm -hmm. I was spending this money. I bought it like a, a Sennheiser uh, microphone, very expensive. So I'm buying all these things. I'm like, I need an LLC so I can write all these things off. Kind of sense um, an accountant might be involved. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, no, I just have a tax lady in Chicago. I still use her. She's just a tax lady. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, so um, I, open the LLC and um, I do, I write off my voice tracking through there. I write off like all the things that I, you know, my computers and my microphone and, you know, uh, Adobe and stuff like that. So I have some place to write it off on. Um, and so I also did vo do voiceovers currently still. It's what that's mm -hmm. those things though. The voiceover thing is um, you really got to go after that stuff. You got to find it. Oh yes. You know, oh, yes. so, how much time do you have to put into something like that? Um, at various times throughout the years, I had time to focus on, I'm going to really focus on this and get a bunch of these. And you do. Um, but then, you know, something else happens. And, you know, even if it's just your social life, you got to live. Um, gets, you know, gets too busy. And then you're not really super focused on that. 
Um, so you don't get as many, but it's really as much as you put in is how much you're going to get out. Um, actually, with I think that, for any, I think for I think for anybody who wants to do voiceover work, you just gave a great tutorial for understanding what that is. That is not just I have a voice and I'm available and you open up your shingle and you go, hey, I'm ready for the world. To You have to cultivate those relationships. Right, right, right. Um, and there's a lot of places that you can also try to find work, um, like Upwork, um, mm -hmm. sites like that. I do uh, actually mm -hmm. do a lot of work on Upwork. Um, you get random jobs. I, I got a very nice paying job on Upwork doing, they, they wanted me to sit there and read in a Boston accent. They had a script and it's for AI. So, you know, they want all the, I, the company was getting accents from everywhere. So they chose me for the Boston accent. Um, so, you know, that's random, completely random. But um, those are the kinds of jobs really that I get for stuff like that. Interesting. So look, it's it's always this side hustle with you. I love that, you know, you talked about I'll call it your special money. Okay. <laughs> okay. Very yeah. important in our business, okay, along with saving money and having that emergency savings, people. Uh please talk to us about your work as a sales brand ambassador and liquor brand specialist with is it Panteo Spirits LLC? Panteo. Yeah. Panteo Tequila tequila um tequila. so at the end of my three years and they let me go from um the west palm beach station i was mm -hmm. like um okay this is my chance to do something else i have enough money saved for i you know I, and i absolutely suggest this to anybody in radio have at least a year's salary put aside in a separate bank account that you never touch unless you get let go uh, and then and then live 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 yes. and don't stress okay <laughs> um so um i was able to do that and um take my time to live figure out is there something else i want to do is there something else i'm good at is there something else i can do is there something else that comes easy to me um mm -hmm. and God, i don't even remember how i first it was you know i think it was just talking to people um and i randomly came across doing wine tastings have you ever seen people like in at the uh the liquor stores doing wine tastings, absolutely right? yes yeah so i felt like oh god i can do that easy and you pay how much an hour okay um it's pretty decent um so i started doing that one thing led to another started talking to all these people and i wound up working for this company called tanteo tequila now i'm a, I'm a nat I, I believe in like organics and natural stuff like that so uh -huh. i was I love this tequila. I am all about it. I back it. Um, I love working for them. Uh, I'm actually their third top seller uh, for a brand ambassador work. Um, so in the country, want a trip to Mexico for it. Um, and um, I, I can sell. Hey, you're on the radio. Right. Every time you open the microphone, you are selling. Absolutely. Are. Um, so I can sell, but can I sell a cars? Can I sell this? Can I sell that? Um, probably, but I think that this tequila company is really cool. I think, um, you know, it kind of ties in with all the nightclubs that I've always worked at. And I, that's mm -hmm. what I think. Is, I think it's cool. You know, drinks, cocktails are cool. So 
Yeah, let well, me listen, try to listen, talk- let, let's talk about this for a minute, because I feel like this is also an area where a lot of on-air talent, I mean, you know, if you love the people in the radio business, and I do, okay, it's tough seeing people go through certain things. You know this. I mean, it, it's not a big secret, okay, yeah. uh, with things that go on in our business. But, you know, you want to encourage them to learn different skills, to learn different things to do. And boy, you're you're touching on some of them with the video work, but this thing right here, I, I'm going to say a couple of things about this. Number one, you're like, how did I get that? Hmm. <laughs> well, and lo and behold, what was it? It was you building relationships, talking with people, engaging people, just like you always do, Nikki. <laughs> and, and, and you have that entrepreneurial mind, you know, and I love that you said, you know, try to bank a year, you know, and have your special money, you know, uh, those things are important for people in our business. And you're now talking about passion, you know, can you sell cars? Can you sell this? Well, yeah, you probably can. But when you talk about this tequila, oh, you're passionate about it, you know, I think a lot of our on-air talent, if they just start thinking about what they're passionate about, that you know, that can not only turn into more money for you as an endorser, but it can help your sales department generate a lot more revenue, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. All right. So I finally get to talk to you about this. Middays on Easy 93.1, you seem to be in such a good space. How first, how you have time for everything. Oh my God. And second, I want to know what this role is like for you today. Um, I love it. Um, so what I'm doing at this radio station is Mm -hmm. my on-air presentation is, um, a reflection of who I am right now. Right. So when I was doing top 40, I was doing a certain yeah um not not the way i talk but what i talk about you know so the person that i am now um you know even from even from um you know i had one year off in between the west palm beach and the miami um so even the person i was at the west palm beach station was way was way different than the person i am now in fact I say I really needed that year off to to clean myself from radio to um just be a person just to go out and do other mm-hmm. things. I needed that. That was so important for me to grow as a person. So what yes. I do on the radio now is, you know, I you know, obviously we have our contests, we have this and that, but uh-huh. I just really want someone that's having a crappy day to hear something on the radio that I might say to make it turn around, you know, um, all about putting, you know, just good messages out there, you know, be being kind to people, um, just messages of hope and, you know, but in a cool way, you know, you twist it up and you make it cool. Yeah. And you, you know, people, people struggle with this subject, but the truth of the matter is, Life is complex. Most people hate their work. Some people hate their spouse. (laughs) Some people have complex living situations. Uh, Life is stressful for adults, right? Yes. 
And yes. so if you can be that, that grace and hope and escape for them on the radio, then God bless. And when I said that you were in a great space, what I meant is this is much more at home for you than where you have been in the past. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it all, and it really has to do with, as you get older, you, you grow as a person and you become more you. You're um, yes. I've always been, I've always done what I wanted. I've always just done what I wanted. No, this is what I want. Um, this is who I am, but really you really grow into your authentic self. And right now, uh, I, you know, I can't be, I can't be forced to do certain things. You know, I'm still that person. Um, but the person I've grown into, like, I really see myself now, you know what I mean? Right. Um, like I can step outside of myself and look at myself and say, yeah, that's, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And that really coincides with where I've landed, um, at this particular radio station. It's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, an AC station. So there's not a lot of talking about gossip and stuff like that. The, what I want to talk about is what needs to be talked about on this station. You know, that's what this station is for. I play eighties, nineties and more. So mm -hmm. it's people at work. Um, it's people my age. Um, and it's people that don't care about nonsense. Um, and yes. I'm not putting nonsense out there. You know, I'm yes. just, I'm just being real with people. Um, there's not a lot of fluff. Um, there's some fun, but real fun, you know, realistic stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, much more relatable, relatable to you, relatable to your audience. It's such a good match, right? Right. Absolutely. Um, um, they, you know, Cox media, um, here in Miami is, um, they have another station called hits. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at first I thought they're going to want to put me on hits. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And they, and they, and they did, they wanted to put me on the hit station. Uh, and, um, but not, not full time. I was going to, you know, right after I got let mm -hmm. go, literally the next week I was ready to start, but they, I was in a non-compete and they didn't mm. let me out. It never happened, but I was going to go right to that hit station. Right. Um, um, but I am grateful for the non-compete. Everything happens for a reason. They wouldn't let me out of it. I tried to get out of it. Um, uh, it, it was the best thing that's happened to me. It really was. Um, I needed it's this year off to decompress um, and to just remember who, who I am. <laughs> what a great time to catch you where you're being reflective like this. And I think it's so good for people to hear that sometimes you just need a reset. And, yes. and that's yes. okay. That's okay. Here's what I hear. Here are a couple of extra things that I've learned today. You are a very likable person. And here's how I know this. You went through all that stuff in Chicago. You're bebopping around all these dang radio stations. People are wanting to keep you in the building. Even after you got let go through iHeart, they're like letting you back in the building to do voice tracking everywhere. I mean, you are a highly relational person. All right. So, you know. This ain't going to go just great all the time. Sometimes we got to ask the hard questions. We okay. always like to ask our guests this one question. And I think this relates to relationship to radio in general. Um, I think a lot of us think about this. Nobody knows the future, but if you had the power to craft it the way you would want to do it, what do you think the future of local radio should look like, Nikki? I think that 
it should be local to uh, at least a 90% extent. Um, you never hear people on overnights anymore. There's no DJs on. I got started on overnights. That's how I right. learned. You know, um, pay someone part time to do overnights. Um, you know, some kid that wants to start. Um, you know, um, but then you have things like Delilah and the John Tess Show, and they absolutely um, should be on certain stations. Like I, we have Delilah, and I and I I yeah. love Delilah. I love. And, and look, those, those are good products. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I've been listening to Delilah since I was in high school. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, and to now to be on the station with her, this is the first time, obviously, I've been on a station that she's on. And I think, I think it's great. I think it's perfect for the station. Um, but live and local, yes. Community driven. For example, yesterday I did an event, Pompano Beach, um, uh, Unity in the Community. That's what it was called. So um, it's, you know, and, and Cox Media, um, all around the nation, not just here in Miami, does this so well. They, That's right. um, I've never seen a company be so integrated with the community and, and understand how important it is to be part of the community. Um, There's some very smart people in that company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, some in the building that have been there for like 30 years. Yes. Um, and you know, they are born and raised in the community. They know the community and, um, they give back to, it's about giving back to the community and showing up for these things. And, um, you know, we had a, a, a DJ from every radio station at this event yesterday and you have to hire people that are what? willing to that are willing to do this though that are willing that you got to hire the right people that want to do this like what, none of us got paid to you know there's no talent fee to go out and do something like this you have right. to want to do it. you have to want to do it and they have to find the people that actually want to do that and yes those think, people nikki are called champions and i celebrate every damn one of them because they do understand that this business is more organic than punching a time clock. It involves uh, reaching out and having those relationships. This whole conversation with you has been relational about how you connect the dots everywhere. And I just absolutely love it. And Nikki, thank you for spending this time with us and being our guest today. I appreciate you inviting me. I really do. Thank you. Please don't take for granted what we're doing here. Help us by sharing this episode of our podcast. You can do that directly from our website. It's a link right in our blog section. You'll see it when you go there. Uh, and of course, you can share it with others who really want to take advantage uh, of, of every advantage they can get. Certainly, you can learn something from every episode that we do. Uh, it, we're all about trying to help you get ahead in our business today, right now. You go to RainmakerPathway.com anytime you can pick up our episode. Just click on the link above it, copy it, share it in your favorite social or email it. We don't care uh, as long as you're spreading the love, so to speak. This episode of the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast is designed to encourage radio pros at all levels. Just like our other almost 145 other episodes that are already in our archive, 
when you subscribe for free on your smartphone. We want to say uh, our thank you to our special guest today, Nikki Ambrosio. And look, she's doing weekdays, 10 to 2, easy 93.1. You people know how to find this on the apps or uh, uh, through the website or whatever. Just get get involved in hearing what she's like, and I think you'll you'll get something good from it. A very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint, distributing our podcast, The Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. Please listen closely because we say this all the time on our podcast. I say it to clients regularly. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. If you want to know more about that philosophy, how it really works, please call me. Reach out in any way. I love sharing this. It is my passion. Uh, I think that radio can be larger than what most people think today. And I absolutely love to prove it to clients. No one can stop you if you have great strategy, solid process, and you're committed to passionate execution. If you don't remember anything from this podcast episode today, please remember this. Be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally with the Encouragers. Now go make it a great week in local radio.